Welcome to My Journey, the podcast for individuals who are seeking to write their own stories while creating more healthy life along the way. My name is Brian Pickowitz. This is My Journey. And now it's time to start yours. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to My Journey. I am your host, Brian Pickowitz, and I want to welcome you all to episode number 47 of our podcast. So in today's episode, we are talking about how to change your self-talk and really what that means is how to establish emotional fitness. And this is something that is really prevalent on my heart and on my mind because I've been encountering this in so many different settings and so many different instances where it's just very clear that we need to talk about how we speak to ourselves. And I think that it's interesting because I put a post up on my Facebook recently, and it was what's more important, discipline or motivation? And there was all these different answers, but a lot of people were talking about discipline, but they weren't necessarily sure how to get to a more disciplined state. And so the thing that I think is so important is that we look at also how our self-talk affects our motivation, affects our actions, and affects how we show up in our fitness journey. It's easy to look at fitness as a very two-pronged solution. You need to diet right, you need to train right, but the truth is is that your habits and your mindset are going to play a bigger role in your fitness journey because if those two things are not aligned, if you don't have the habits, if you do not have the mindset to integrate them, then the best diet and the best nutrition plan in the world is never going to be able to solve your needs because you're always going to be lacking. You're always going to be in a position where you're trying to fill the gap between them with a new solution, a new program, a new problem. And I would be a fool if I said that those things were important. Like your training does matter. Your nutrition does matter. But what I've realized over the years that I did the tally the other day. As a coach, I've done over 10,000 hours of coaching between calls, between check-ins, all these different things. And there's so many things that are all connected. Each person, I would have to be an idiot. As Tony Robbins said, I would have to be an idiot to not realize there were similarities. And the truth is that I would have to be an idiot in the same sense. And so that's what I want to talk about today is how to shift that self-talk. And so I am shooting this podcast right now. I'm going to cue you guys into some things on my life. Um, I am doing my first 48-hour fast. I'm not going to do the 72 just because I haven't really prepared for it. And I'm not sure if I can. Like I've done 24-hour fasts many, many times. This is the first time I'm going into my first 48-hour fast. And I feel good. I feel good. It's interesting how much clarity you get when you stop obsessing about food. Now, I'm not doing this to lose weight, very important. I'm doing this to just reset my body after going to Austin. Lindsay and I spent a small staycation, work vacation in Austin over Labor Day weekend. The intention was to really set ourselves up so that we could connect and outline where we wanna go with our future. Right now, we're in a position where I coach people through BP Fitness and Lifestyle, and Lindsay coaches people through Rego Fit and Living Lean. We have 
a connected business together that's called The Fitness Project. And then Lindsay has Empower You, which is her retreat that she's running. So we have a lot of things in the mix, but the thing that we're running into is seeing that we really want to do something together. We really want to combine our knowledge and our time and our expertise to build something that's really empowering for more people. And we spent the time in Austin to really establish what that looks like. And it was great. Um, one personal victory that I'm going to share is that it's taken me a lot to realize that Lindsay isn't me. And that sounds like very intuitive, right? Like, well, obviously she's not you. Like that makes sense. But I'm very visionary. I can see him a million miles away and I can tell us how to get there. But the exact details that happen in between the steps are not my strong point and it's not where I excel. I am not the best numbers person and analytical things tend to drive me a little haywire. So very good at communicating with people, which is why I do a podcast. That's why I do the things that I do in my business and that's where I really excel. But Lindsay's really great on the opposite end. So she's great with communication, but she's really great at details. And for the course of our relationship, it's taken me a while to be able to understand that she's not me and that there's certain characteristics of our relationship that I need to be able to address for her in a different way than I would address them for myself. And I think that we so often want to make people exactly like us like we want them to be exactly who we are. And if they don't understand the things that we're talking about, then it's frustrating. And it's like, well, why don't you just get it? And the truth is, the truth is that they don't get it because they're not you. And so you have to have some level of grace and connection to just be able to see that. And that's where the power of understanding your journey and understanding also your self-talk comes in. Because if I get frustrated with Lindsay, it's not that I'm just frustrated with her, it's that I'm frustrated that there's something about me that's not connecting to what she needs to hear. And that is the thing that really bothers me. And so this weekend was amazing. And so I wanted to kind of bring that up as just like a small victory that I'm experiencing and, and also. And the other thing that I'm really excited about is the Revitalized Body Blueprint. And so the Revitalized Body Blueprint is my 16-week fitness and lifestyle coaching program that is really based on giving each client an individualized, results-driven program that focuses on their nutrition, their training, their habits, and their mindset. But I also couple each client's journey with a holistic lifestyle approach. And the reason why it's important to focus on the lifestyle is because there's so many things that are gonna come up in your day, in your life, and fitness needs to fit into your life rather than having your life fit into fitness. And so between the individualized approach, the holistic lifestyle alignment, we also are going to look at your habits so we can make sustainable long-term change rather than just something you do for 16 weeks. Really want you to have an integration process that allows you to see progress after our time is done. And then to wrap it all up, and then to create lasting alignment, what we're gonna do is you're going to receive unparalleled and unrivaled support from me and my team, making sure that you have all the support, all the accountability, 
and really everything you need in order to not just lose weight and get back into amazing shape, but to regain your momentum and be back in your zone of confidence. And so I'm super pumped about this. Right now, I'm, I'm really leaning on getting 10 people in this program. I don't think I can handle more just based off of my attention and, and the amount that I know that I'm gonna put into this with each client. But I already have about five people who have signed up for their first free strategy session. And so if you are interested, sign up for a call. So I'm giving away a free strategy call with each person who enrolls in the program. And just because you enroll in the program doesn't mean that you're going to have to necessarily do it. It's more of us creating alignment of what do you actually need? Like, what would this program look like for you if you were to take action and start this process? And what we do is we really align on what that journey looks like because it's really important that you have a clear and compelling vision of where you wanna go. And my intention is to help support you to get there. And so if you are interested in a free strategy session with me, and really, if you're in a position where you know that you need to take action, you're a professional, you're a leader, you're disappointed in where you're at right now, and you know that you're physically held back by your health and wellness, and you're just ready to get back into the zone where you feel the best again, then you can apply for a free call and apply to the program at www.brianpickowitz.com forward slash revitalized. And that will be right there for you in the link in this all. And you can also shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook if you have questions or if you want more feedback on how I can support you in your journey to getting better because that's ultimately what matters. When I think about the pillars, I was really creating alignment with how I coach people. And I was like, okay, what, what, what am I actually trying to do here? Why does this matter? What is my purpose in coaching people? Because it's something that I love tremendously. Like, what do I actually wanna give each person I connect with? And the most important thing from my perspective is to give them so much support that they realize that they are unique and that there's something about them that is worth changing. Because I think it's so easy with careers, with life, with family, with whatever you have going on, to forget that you are the most important person in your life. And so when I lean into an unrivaled, individualized, holistic lifestyle support system, it's really about creating something that works for you, around you, and really treat you like a person. I've done programs with people where you can tell that the intention is just to get more people in the program. And I understand the business aspect of it, obviously, I'm not an idiot, this is something that I have created a business out of, but when you lose the ability to connect with people and really understand them and have that empathy, then I think that as a fitness coach, I've seen it so often that people just feel like they get left behind. And so my intention with the Revitalized Body Blueprint is to make sure that you get exactly what you need in order to be successful. And so check it out. Be really pumped. I'd love to have you in there. Like I said, looking for 10 people. So the spots are limited, but I think that more than anything, I'm just really excited for this. And it's a new thing for me. It's a, it's a new step, right? Everything we're doing is growth. We're almost pushing forward to become more. And on that note, 
we are going to dive into self-talk. And so the thing about self-talk is we all have our way of rationalizing things. We all have our reasons and a lot of our reasons are excuses. And you can feel when you're giving yourself a way out. Oh, I'm this way because I'm this type of person. And I've always been that type of person, so there's no need in me to change. Now, if something gives you strength, I'm not saying that you have to re-manipulate your life in order to become a different person because you are who you are. And that's what makes you unique. It's like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like I'm not very great with numbers. I'm, I'm smart. But if it, if it has to do with a lot of analytical thinking, it's just not my strong suit. So I can get better at it, but that doesn't mean I have to reframe my whole life to become a numbers person. I need to stay in my lane to some extent and also understand my limitations, but also understand where I can grow. And it's different when we're talking about our emotional intelligence. We're talking about the things that are defeating us because you might be listening to this and say, you know what, I'm really great at these things. And, or a better example is I really want to change, but, or I have these things that I really hate about myself, but that's just how it is. So that's the way I'm going to live my life. And we rationalize so many things by the stories we tell ourselves. And this is not coming from a position of, oh, well, this is just me talking at you. Like each one, each level of my life or each example in my life, which I'm gonna read you through, and I'm really gonna bring to the surface because I want this to be a tangible piece of, not just discussion points or teaching or a podcast, but I really want it to be something that you can extract value from. But each level of my life, whether that was fitness or moving or my business or personal life, like each one has required me to drastically shift my internal dialogue. And I, I've talked about this a lot in the podcast, but I, I was not raised to be a naturally positive person. I was raised to be loved, like my parents loved me to death and they were amazing parents. But once my parents both got sick, like negativity and just the scarcity mindset really seeped in everything that I experienced. Like I remember having a conversation with my brother when we were younger and my dad had gotten sick and my mom was starting to get sick and they really lost a lot of the things that gave them value as people, right? A lot of their things that they were proud of had kind of diminished and disappeared and it was really challenging and it was really, really difficult. And I remember my brother saying to me, like, dude, like, I always feel like we're going to be stuck here. We're going to have to take care of them or, you know, we're always going to have to have this weight on our shoulders. Like, when's it going to end? And I was like, you know, I don't believe that. And I'm not going to play in that story. And even at that, I remember being a kid when my dad got sick, he lost his job. Um, well, several family members passed away and there was just a lot of things that were heavy. I could always remember people in my family saying, oh, like, you guys have it so rough and when's it going to end? And it's just another thing. It's always something. And I remember I started to internalize that. And I think that's how it happens. We internalize other people's beliefs and that's why we rationalize why we can't change. And so when when I think of like my journey, there was four distinct things. 
like, can I actually look the way that I want to when it comes to fitness? Like, can I physically change my body? And a lot of times what happened was when I started to actually address my body and get in shape and train, people would be like, well, why are you doing that? And when people ask you why you're doing that, it's, it's a defense mechanism because they feel insignificant in themselves. And so you have to have really strong internal dialogue to be able to rationalize why you're doing something for yourself because people will find their way to not support you, especially the wrong people, right? Like you'll find the right people will support you, but the wrong people will, will try to shut you down based off of their own insecurities. And so you have to be really grounded in yourself. And that was something that I realized. I remember when I first started to get into training, the girl I was dating, she didn't really get it. And she's like, well, you know, why do you have to go to the gym all the time? Or I remember when I was in bodybuilding competition for my first prep, I lost 55 pounds in six months. And I had to go do cardio. I just had to, I had to go do it. And I remember just full honesty. I remember I had to lie. I remember I lied to her and said, oh, you know, I had to go to my house. And the truth is I had to go do an hour of cardio because she didn't support me. And I felt so guilty about going to the gym when I think she had family over or something of the like. It was early in the morning, but I wasn't supposed to go. And I told her I wasn't, but I, I it was one of those moments where you're telling someone this, what they want to hear rather than what you truly know that you need to do. And I'm not saying that you should lie to people. For, for, the, for the record, like this was totally wrong. Um, but I just remember feeling that way. And I remember going out in public and talking to them about bodybuilding or when I started modeling, like people didn't get it. Uh, everyone would say horrible things about me. And it just, you have to, in those moments, realize that the progress that you're making is what's making you move forward. It's not that you're doing it for someone else. And when I think of like mental barriers and changing your dialogue, I think training and fitness is the greatest way to do it because it's so evidently clear that you're changing your internal dialogue. Now, what does that mean? Well, the first time I ever lifted a weight, first time I ever went to the gym, I remember dropping the dumbbells on my face when I was in college. Now I had worked out before then in school, but it was never really articulate and it was never in a setting where I was uncomfortable. I was never in a gym. I was always in like the locker room gym at the high school, which was kind of like, you know, everyone is in there, all your friends are in there. And now I'm in this setting where I don't know anyone. And so I remember going in and I dropped the weight on my chest and I was so embarrassed. But that didn't stay that way. Like I remember the first time I deadlifted 405 pounds and that was a mental barrier for me. Like all these different things when it comes to training, are mental barriers that you have to break through because each level of your training is going to require a new mindset because you just lifted 405 pounds. Okay, can I do 415? Can I do 425? Like I failed so many times when it came to powerlifting and getting stronger. I remember the first time I lifted 405 pounds, I tried to do 450 afterwards. I couldn't lift it but I had confidence because I just done 405. So it was okay. And so that's why I think training is such a great way to shift your internal dialogue because you can see, like, I just convinced myself to go do that. And I think it's so empowering. 
the other things for me were moving from Hill, New Hampshire to Los Angeles. Like I remember telling people my whole life, I'm going to move, I'm going to move, I'm not going to live here, I'm going to move, I'm going to move, I'm going to move. And people would say, you're not going to, you're going to be here just like everyone else. You're going to stay here and that's going to be how it is. Or yeah, sure, whatever. Like I'm sure you'll move to Los Angeles. And I remember when I was first starting my business, I was training out of a small gym in New Hampshire. And there was a lot of negativity around the things I was pursuing. Like I remember someone told me to my face, like, I... I looked like a cancer patient or, or some, some other walk of that. And I, I hope I'm not like peppering it on too hard. I'm just, just conveying that these were all things that I had already been dealing with. Like I was already in a position where I didn't believe that I could actually change. I didn't believe that I could actually change my life. I didn't believe that I could move, but there was a small belief and even though there was a small belief, there were still all these other external voices. And if you ever read the four agreements, most of the voices that you're hearing, most of the internal dialogue that you have inside yourself is not your own. It is programmed by someone else. It's someone else's thoughts. It's someone else's perceptions. It's their beliefs. And so the other pieces that come into play is when you start to recognize that what you're saying is not making you feel empowered. So one of the things that I really love, one of the, the people that has really helped me or one of the, the doctrines that I really enjoy listening to is Jordan Peterson talk about this. So Dr. Jordan Peterson is a clinical psychologist and he talks about how he had this moment where he started to realize that the things that he was saying to himself was making him feel weak. And there were things that he was saying to himself that just weren't sitting well. And he became this person inside himself that would observe his thoughts from a non-judgmental point of view. And when I heard this is when I started doing it to myself, like, what am I saying to myself that's actually disempowering? What am I saying to myself that's not real or not true that's holding me back? And the thing is about self-talk is that you hold on to it for yourself. And so whether it's this belief that you can't lose weight, the belief that you don't have the time, the belief that you're stuck the way that you are, the belief that you're never going to get back to where you used to be, those are all beliefs that are based around someone else's reality because your reality is something that you define. You have a choice in this all. There's so much evidence of the amount of choices that we have that there's no excuse for you to believe anything else. Now, am I saying like you, you can always think yourself into a positive position or that you can always think yourself into like this amazing state and that if you just will it into existence, it's going to just happen? Not exactly. What I'm saying is that you have a choice in the story that you sell yourself and that is what's going to dictate the outcome. So I was having a conversation with a client recently and he was like, you know, it's always something else. And I said, is it always something else or is this just something else? Is this thing that you're experiencing in your life just something else? Because if it's always something else, that's what you're telling yourself, like it's always something, then what do you think is gonna happen? 
you're always going to be looking for something. When I had my emotional breakdown, I had a massive panic attack, and I just lost it. It was the most terrifying experience that I've ever had in my life. And I realized that there was something that was wrong. There was something that was going on with me. And there was all these things I was repressing and repressing and repressing that I didn't need to repress. Like I didn't have to hold on to all this baggage and all this bullshit. When I had that happen, I made the choice to solve that problem. And so I could have easily said, oh, I'm just an anxious person. Just an anxious person. I'm having all these panic attacks. I'm having all these anxious tendencies where I can't even go out in public without psyching myself up. Or if I go into the supermarket, I'm avoiding people because I don't want to have to tell them the same stories over and over again. I don't want to put on a face. When I first started my business, guys, I was so anxious. I was 21 and social media had just started. I started using social media to really promote myself. Like whether it was when I was a kid, it was a band, because I used to play in a band, we used to always promote to try to sell our tickets. Or when it became bodybuilding, Instagram, the first time I joined Instagram was for promoting my business, because I realized it was a tool for me to connect with people. But being so young and not having these things figured out, and also going into new environments, just that growth, it created so much anxiety because I felt like when I was actually in front of people, I wasn't in front of them. They were seeing something else. And so the amount of anxiety I dealt with was something that I could have held on to. Like, oh, I'm just an anxious person. I just have depression. And I'm not saying that if you have those things that they're not valid. But what I'm saying is that there are solutions and ultimately, the solution is to realize when things are coming up that you have a choice in how they make you feel. You have a choice in the outcome and also you have a choice in what happens next. And so the thing that I love about this idea that you control your self-talk is that you get to choose whether you're your own hero or your own victim. So I think that we live in a society right now that really does celebrate victims. Everyone has a reason why they are the way they are. And we're told that, oh, it's great. Like you're, you deserve the praise because you are a victim of all these things. Now I'm not saying anything against people who are actually victims, but what we do is we wrap our identity around all these labels. Like I'm overweight, I'm just fat. Or we change the labels to make ourselves feel good. And when we are wrapping our identity around these labels, what we're really doing is creating constructs that are really hard to break. And so when we look at the role that we play in our own lives, we have a say in whether or not we are our own victims, and we're going to be a victim to the circumstance that we're trapped in, or if we're going to be our own heroes. And I think that the thing that we forget is that we have the choice to fix our life. So if you're someone who's listening to this right now and you're, you're maybe out of shape, you're overweight, you're anxious, there's things about you that you want to change. That's okay. That's great. The reason why is because 
self-acceptance is not the same as self-love. So you can realize that there's things that you want to change about yourself and still be okay with you. I was talking to a client this week. She had a bad week. And she was like, you know, I just didn't have the best week and I'm challenged and there's these things that are coming up and I'm not necessarily sure what they are. I said, okay, so what could you do to change them? What's going on? She's like, well, I don't have necessarily the time right now, but I'm really trying to not be hard on myself. And I said, well, here's the thing. Can I give you some feedback? She said, of course, absolutely. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and I said, you can be hard with yourself without being hard on yourself. So for me, when I am slacking or being lazy or not doing the things that I need to do, I can say to myself, you know what, Brian, you're really not doing a good job right now. Like there's been so many moments in my life where I've failed. Like there's been moments as a coach where I feel like I could have done something better. And, and there's moments as a tr like when I'm physically training, I know I can do better. There's moments in, in my personal life with Lindsay and with other people. I'm like, you know, I really wasn't my best in that situation. And the thing that's great about having that reflection time is that you get to have a say in what happens next. So you can be hard with yourself and be tough on yourself and say, you know what, like right now I really need to step it up. That's why I articulate discipline versus grace because there's times where the grace aspect of things is giving yourself some self-love. Like things just fell apart. They blew up in my face. Holy shit, what's going on? All right, I'm gonna give myself some grace. Like I need to be able to decompress right now and actually think about what's happening. And then there's the other side. I know what happened. I know what's going on. I know that the only person who has a solution to this is me. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna find a way to fix it. And those are the things that give us strength. We don't get strength by sitting on the fact that we've been defeated or the fact that you're not where you wanna be. The fact that you're not where you wanna be should be all the motivation to change because you do have a say in it. And so how do you do that? How do you actually change? So maybe you're listening to this and you're like, all right, well, Brian, this is great. I'm super pumped. This is awesome. Love this podcast. Um, but how do I change? But how do I tangibly make a shift in my life? Or perhaps how do I actually go after what I want? What is the permission slip to break from my negative self-talk, these defeating voices or this dialogue that I keep playing into, what can I do? Because it's really great to talk about it, but what are the distinct tactical things that I can do in my life? I think it's so important that we look at mindset and we look at habits and we look at these different things as pieces of our fitness journey because without them, everything else falls apart. But it's also important that we have specific things that we can do on a daily basis to integrate them into our life. That's really what it's all about. You really have to have specific examples. And so for me, the thing that fundamentally shifted my mindset was having an anchor every single morning, every single day, and making it non-negotiable. So for me, no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I'm at, I have to meditate and I have to journal. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. And perhaps the journaling can be a mental journal. 
I, I think it's really important that when we think about morning activities, morning routines, that when we're grounding ourselves, that we don't get so constricted by them that we can't break free because then it becomes its own prison. But for instance, when I had my panic attack and I was going through these just terrible anxiety attacks, I started meditating every day. Every morning since then I have meditated. And maybe not every morning, I'll, let me rephrase this. Every morning I would say up to 85 to 95% I've meditated and the 5% that I haven't have always ended up being steps back in regression because I stopped doing the thing that was giving me alignment. And the thing that's so great about having an anchor every day is it connects you to yourself. You have to be connected to yourself. The only way that you're going to shift your internal dialogue is by connecting to yourself and asking yourself like, what do I actually want? Who am I and where am I going? Who am I and where am I going? Every single morning, I think about where I'm going. Like it is September 2nd right now. I know where I'm going. Might not get there for another year, might not get there for another five years, another 10 years, but I know that the journey that I'm on, I can see. And the thing about having sight and the thing about having vision is when you have sight, I talked about this on Ashley Pardo's podcast recently. The thing about sight is when you have something that's anchoring you to the future, you have a light. And that's what it's all about. That's what being a light is. When you are a light, you shine for someone else to have hope. And the reason why that's so powerful is because someone else is going to shine for you to have hope too. And so those are our anchors. Anchor yourself every day. Have something that's anchoring, whether that's training, whether it's going for a walk, meditation. Meditation is the, is the most crucial. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It can be seven deep breaths of centering yourself. But if you're someone who needs to shift those beliefs or that you're hitting a ceiling, meditation will fundamentally alter your life. I just believe it so much. The second thing though, is to become an observer of yourself. So when you start to say certain things, how do they make you feel? What happens when you say something and it makes you feel weak or ashamed or wrong? What is that thing that you're saying? And what's bringing it up? What's fundamentally bringing it up so that you're in that moment experiencing that? And don't judge it. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to be guilty. Oh, when I say this thing about me, it really doesn't feel good. Like I don't like who I am. Like one of the things I've talked about here is I'm not a calm person. I'm just not. Like in my life, from the time I was a very young kid, I've always been extremely angry. And I do not like being angry. So, I understand and through meditation and through mindfulness, I've observed over the last really two years, I would say, what things set me off and when I can start feeling myself going the other way. So what is my heart rate? Am I tapping my hand? Am I breathing differently? What are my mannerisms like? And the thing about becoming an observer of yourself is you create space to shift these different beliefs you're holding on to about yourself and the different dialogue. So that when you start to realize you're in that same situation, you say, oh, I know what this is. It's like understanding a game. Like, ah, I've seen this movie. I know at this level in this video game, I need to do this thing. And you have the 
the opportunity then to start to change it. And it's not gonna happen overnight, guys. It's gonna take you a tremendous amount of work, but it's something that you have control over. And I think that's so important and so powerful. And then the last thing is change your surroundings, your environment, and the people that you surround yourself with. So if you are hearing negative things, and you're consistently hearing those negative things, my expectation is that you're surrounding yourself with negative people who are also perpetuating those same things. So if someone, think about it, if you're in a position where someone is always talking about how sick they are and how sick they are and how sick they are, how sick they are, what do you think is going to happen? They're only going to get sicker. What do you think is going to happen to you? You think you're going to pick up a little bit of that? What happens when you're in a room full of people who are extremely excited? Or when everyone's present? Different environment than when someone's really negative. The thing that we forget is that as anxiety provoking as it is to introduce yourself to someone else because of our tribal nature, that we don't want to go out in the crowds, it's so important that when you are longing for change that you put yourself in the room with people who are going to build you up. I always remember when I first started training, I told my friends like, hey, I want to go to the biggest gym in the area and I want to train really hard. This is when I first started bodybuilding. It's like, I'm going to go all out this summer and I really want you to train with me. Can we do this? Can you be my training partner? And he said, yes. And so we called up like four or five gyms in the Lakes region. We found a place called Heavy Metal Gym, which is the best gym I've ever trained at. And we just got after it. And I remember the owner's name is Josh, Josh Sanborn. And Josh, I remember him saying, like, if you're the biggest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Because there's someone who can teach you something else that you need to expand into. And I just remember interpreting that, whether that was in business, my personal life, my relationships, bodybuilding, fitness, mindset. Like if you are the biggest person in the room right now, you're in the wrong room. If there's someone around you who's not building you up, then you need to surround yourself with those people. Like that's why you listen to this podcast. There's something that you're hoping to extract into your day, into your life, that's going to allow you to step forward. And now my next piece is to align with that exact person who you want to be around. Just ask the universe for them. There's been so many moments in my life where I've asked for a coach, a mentor. I've been intentional about what I was thinking about, and those people have walked into my life. I remember, for instance, my friend Nate, Nate Tebow, he was my boss at Fighting World, and he was a fitness model and a fitness coach before those were ever things. And he became my best friend because I was asking for someone who was in that space to give me guidance. And it changed my life, changed my life fundamentally because I had someone who was outside of my life, outside of the circle I was in, who was a professional in the sport I wanted to compete in, knew how to market himself and had this different way of seeing the world. And his dreams was to move to Los Angeles. My dream was to move to Los Angeles. I had someone who I was in contact with who believed in the same things that I did. And so it's so fundamentally important that you see that you have a say in connecting with people. At each level in my life, like I said, there's always been a mentor or guide. I've hired coaches. There's people who have guided me towards what I needed to know. And if you're trying to do it on your own, you will fail more often than not. It's so hard to do it on your own because you're trying to learn from your own mistakes rather than learning from other people's mistakes. Now, that can be reading, 
podcasts, like all these things are great, but there's nothing that beats having a person and a human in a community to build you up. And those are the things that I think fundamentally will shift your life. If you're challenged with self-talk, if your self-talk is negative, put yourself in a room with people who are positive. Go to the gym and connect with someone. Change gyms. Go to an outing where people are maybe making more money than you. If you want to make more money, go to an outing where people are making more money. If you want to be around people who are more fit because you want to be more fit, surround yourself with those people. If you want to be around someone who is better at something because you want to get better, go and connect with those people. You have social media. You can write anyone at any time and you might get a response. You just never know. And so it's so vital that we see that we have a say in how we show up in the world. And my hope is that, and my challenge, I'll say my challenge, my challenge to you right now is as you're listening to this is to pick one or two areas in your life that you want to change. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to feel more confident. Maybe you want to get back in your zone. Maybe your business, like you want to make more money. You want to excel and maybe start your own business. I know that some people who have written me and talked to me from listening to this podcast are people who want to be entrepreneurs. If you are in that position, then take the first step. Connect. Talk to your spouse. Have that conversation that you are lacking or that you are waiting to put off or you're waiting to take action on. Just step. Just step. That is my message today because you have a say in whether or not you're your own hero or whether you're going to be the victim. And you don't have to be the victim in your life can be anyone that you want to it's just a matter of taking action and moving forward so i hope this message reaches you well if you guys love this podcast please leave us a review on itunes it's simple it's easy all you have to do is click on the itunes app say brian's awesome five stars <laughs> and then i would also appreciate too if you guys love this podcast please share it with more people send it to your friends send it to your spouse connect it with someone if you love this episode, shout me out on Instagram. I will make sure that I connect with you back. And then again, if you are someone who is a professional and a leader who is looking to get in amazing shape, you want to lose weight, you want to get back into the position where you can live a healthy, exciting life again, and you just want to feel like yourself, and you know that it starts with your physical body, but it also starts with your mindset and the habits that you build. If you are ready to take action, you're done operating at 60%, then the Revitalized Body Blueprint is open for enrollment right now, and it closes on September 9th. So you have some time, and all you have to do is go to brianpickowitz.com forward slash revitalized, and we will hop on a call and see how I can help you get to where you want to be. But this is my message today. Don't give up hope. Don't think that you're stuck. Realize that you can change anything you want. It just takes time. And just continue to be a light because what you shine onto others is going to be something that you attract into your life for when you need it. And that's all that matters. So thank you all. I love you. I made it through. Made it through uh, another hour with a fast, right? Like I think this is like a half an hour long podcast. So I'm holding strong. Let's see if I can get the 48 hours. <laughs> and on that note, thank you all. I'll talk to you soon. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in today to my journey. I hope this episode brought some value and light into your life. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and shout us out on your Instagram story so we can share this message with as many people as possible. And if you're ready to start your own journey, reach out to me at brianpickwitz.com forward slash start. And until next time, thank you again. And remember, the journey starts with you. I'll see you guys.